Well, Scott Bennett, state senator, he's uh, with us this morning. Scott, how are you doing? Good morning, guys. Doing well. Morning. Well, we were looking at headlines. It's uh, <laughs> business as usual around here. 46 migrants found dead in a tractor trailer. A Russian missile hit a crowded shopping mall in the Ukraine yesterday. People seem to think that war is not fair. I don't understand. They're saying, well, there's nothing there to hit. Well, there was. They're taking people That's out. business as usual? That's well, it, is, uh, <laughs> it really is. We are, not, we are not cheering people up this morning. No, we're not at, at all yet. Uh, legal actions have been filed in several states since the Supreme Court's Friday decision overturning Roe v. Wade and efforts to try and block or delay trigger laws passed by 13 states that were designed to go in effect banning abortion if the Supreme Court did overturn Roe. So we got all that going on. Then we've got the January 6th committee calling for a surprise hearing for today. What's the latest on that? You're right there in the uh, <laughs> you're right there in the line of sight for that, aren't you? I'm not. Uh, not really. Um, and, and luckily, you know, that, that kind of uh, uh, disorder or what, what have you didn't, didn't come to Springfield. Uh, but, I mean, I recall the week after January 6th, they boarded up all the windows to the state capitol, yeah. uh, assuming there would be problems. But, no, no, I, I think, you know, they are trying to uh, find this balance. Uh, where, and my opinion is succeeding, but they're trying to find this balance between recognizing that um, on the one hand, there's one <clears throat> bit of language in the front of the Supreme Court in the United States, which is equal justice under law. Mm -hmm. Everybody, president or, or the regular person on the street, has to abide by the law. At the same time, you have... You know, not that many people are paying attention to this, which is um, surprising to me. It's a, it, it is a big deal. Um, and yet there's a lot of news stations not covering it. I don't think it is changing a lot of people's minds uh, based on the fact that you'll see these things, uh, these hearings going on. And then in Democratic circles and maybe independent, but certainly Democratic, that's the buzz for a couple of days. Did you see that this came out? This was said, well, then. Donald Trump holds a hearing in, in Quincy on Saturday, and I, I don't think the I don't think the attendance was subdued at all. So I, I just I just don't know that there's um, if whatever message they're intending to come from it, I think is is not really getting to where where it's uh, intended to go, um, and that that's where it gets a little bit to where I get a little um, and, and now that I'm continuing our cheery morning uh, cheery morning post. Uh, yeah, but, I have that. You know, what insti what institutions do we all have faith in? Um, and that's the problem. Is is uh, one of the Michigan gubernatorial candidates uh, was charged for the January sixth um, uh, January sixth incident, mm -hmm. and immediately came out with, "Well, this is all political. You can't trust the Justice Department. It's all you know, clearly Democrat versus Republican." So if you don't trust the Justice Department. And after last Friday, a lot of the polls suggest uh, a lot of uh, a lot of people out there are not trusting the Supreme Court because they believe the Supreme Court is too uh, political. You know, if you don't trust the huh. president, you don't trust his agency, you don't trust Congress, yeah. and you don't trust the Supreme Court, where are the institutions that we all say, you know, we need to get back on track with civility and remembering who we are as Americans? But where does that start? And, and, and there's not any one institution that 
Um, both sides will say, well, okay, they seem impartial. They seem like they're trying to get to the facts of this. Um, I, I think everything right now is spun through the, oh, well, of course they'd say that, you know, and, and, right. and that gets us in kind of a scary spot for how we go forward. Well, I think a, a lot of people, that's why they voted for Joe Biden. They wanted things to get back to normal to a certain extent. They felt that he was going to be better at handling the pandemic, that sort of thing. But now we're right back where we were. So I, I don't know what, well, to, yeah. what to think. I mean, that that is the hard part, right, where it's um, – and, and, and I, I say that as a member of the Democratic Party, mm-hmm. uh, I saw members of my party do very much the same thing, where um, when the, the candidate that they didn't want to win won, they right. immediately went to not my president, not legitimate. Um, and it just – that's a weird place in our country to be to yeah. to recognize that if you have any if Americans are rooting against the success of our political leaders, um, that's a that that's just not that's not a spot where we've done uh, where historically things have gone well for any nation where that where that's the case. Um, and so you know I don't I don't know I don't know where because it seems like to your point every single uh, headline that comes out has a a spin based mm-hmm. on which political side you're reading. One, what uh, news outlet you're reading it from. Yeah, that's right. has a political spin of its own. Sure. But also, um, but, but certainly also, um, you, all of us, I think, bring our own, our own prejudices with us and go, well, you can't trust Joe Biden, or of course Trump would say that, um, as opposed to, well, is there, fa- is there a fact behind it? Um, and that's, I mean... I know I struggle with that, which is, you know, don't always go with the knee jerk like, well, that's ridiculous. And, you mm-hmm. know, you can't trust that new source. OK, but occasionally, you know, there may be a criticism in there that's correct. Um, and I think you have to start from, you know, that kind of analysis and then, you know, then put in your own uh, political uh, biases. Well, here in the great state of Illinois, Darren Fletcher owes all of his political brilliance at this point to the current governor. I mean, Darren Fletcher, uh, you mean Darren Bailey? Yeah. Darren Bailey, I'm Darren, sorry. Darren Fletcher, the, the the Oakwood baseball. Star. No, no, no. I'm talking about he Darren also Bailey. Also was brilliant on the on on the diamond. <laughs> but, uh, but I would I would say uh, you know isn't it a strange spot to be in? I was thinking about this yesterday. Four years ago, there was this weird moment where Donald Trump, still president then in 2018, came mm-hmm. to Illinois <clears throat> the night or two before the general election in 2018, and. Um, Bruce Rauner, the Republican nominee, refused to acknowledge um, that he would vote for the president or that he wanted the president's support. So he drove on his motorcycle alone to the rally and stood there quietly because, of course, you know, you, you know there's, it's not a one-way street with, mm-hmm. with Donald Trump. You know, if you aren't acknowledging him and, and then you're not getting support back. Um, but there was a lot of kind of almost sad articles about that where, you know, of course, he also lost Bruce Rauner. Sure. But, um, you know, you go from that where you won't even say you were going to uh, vote for um, Donald Trump as president to the lengths that Darren Bailey has gone to, to go down to Florida to kind of and Darren Bailey is a proud guy. I mean, I served with him in the state Senate. It, it was hard to imagine some of the descriptions I was reading where he's kind of chasing Donald Trump around Mar-a-Lago, basically tagging along with Mary Miller, um, who was invited to try to get his his support. But I think, you know, clearly it's paid off a strategy. It shows that in four years, 
the Republican Party of Illinois, um, at least in the primary voters, mm-hmm. has definitely moved over in their um, kind of agreement with, with Donald Trump. And Mary Miller and, and Riley Davis is the perfect example. Of that. Nobody thought Mary Miller had any chance when it started. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rodney Davis had, you know, four or five times some money. He represented most of the district. He actually lives in the district um, that they're running in. And Mary is, you know, um, uh, has a lot of, uh, makes a lot of gaffes on the campaign trail, including this weekend down in Quincy. Um, things like that. She's just not nearly as polished as Rodney is. And yeah. of course, Rodney's been around longer. Um, and yet, I mean, I, I don't know. It's, it's, a, it's a coin flip as to who's going to win that primary today. Um, and largely that's based on, one, uh, Donald Trump's endorsement, but also um, the fact that she has never wavered uh, yeah. from her support of Donald Trump, where I think Rodney Davis tried to get a little cute on it, and he kind of represents the establishment Republican Party, right? It was back in 2016, he had other candidates he liked. Um, and then really slowly kind of came into the Trump camp over uh, kind of the idea of, well, I don't want Hillary. And I guess if he's the party nominee, I guess I'm for him. But, you know, I don't care for his style and things like that. And then he would kind of go back and forth on that. And that is that was certainly noticed by Donald Trump. That was acknowledged by his comments down in Quincy. And if Mary Miller wins, it suggests that all those other advantages don't really mean anything. It, it comes down to kind of a purity test. Uh, over one person, and I don't think I've seen that in our in my lifetime. Certainly in Illinois, uh, I, don't, I I never saw the Democrats fall that that in love with Barack Obama. Uh, yeah. You know, he's a, a, you know an Illinois person, but um, you know, I, I, it's very interesting the power one person can have over primary voters in the state, and and we're considered a blue state in many respects. So it tells you kind of what power he's got in maybe some red states heading into the twenty four election. Where's Mary Miller getting all her money? Outside groups, largely, there's uh, there's several um, pro-Trump um, PACs mm-hmm. that that are they're putting their stuff out there, and and so that's what's interesting. And Tom Kasich's done some good work on this in the Gazette. Um, Congress has lower um, individual limits how much you can give to a congressional candidate than yeah. even the state legislature does, um, but almost none of the millions of dollars that is sitting in their war chest being spent on the commercials you see every two minutes on the news it's com- those are coming from these uh we're called dark money groups uh-huh. um you know the for you know the you know at, talking about um you know rhino rodney davis or what, whatever sure. you know, cute little moniker they've got named um but you know these are mostly out of florida out of other states and that's not new i mean that, that's true everywhere mm-hmm. um, until we start running our own billionaires uh, in Illinois, that was that 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 would have been the only thing you'd see, um, but it it puts it in a really weird spot where um, you don't even know who's funding some of these. You could you can well, no no because um, I'll but, read this stuff on the TV ads and uh, they don't make any sense to me. No, and you know these people. You talk you talk to a lot of them month to month, just like you're talking to me, right? Yeah. And so that is what's strange is when you run in there. You know, I I, can, I I go to a lot of stuff where Congressman Davis is at and. Um, you know, I, I, I know what he's about. Um, and, and I don't recognize the person on the TV, but I guess it's kind of like early on when, when, uh, Irving's campaign, um, before it took its strange, uh, path, um, they, they thought, well, we could, we could just completely flood the airwaves with anti Darren Bailey commercials where actually we made him seem like he was for Obama. 
Um, and anyone who'd ever met Darren Bailey was like, now that's the strangest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> um, you know, th- that, those are not natural allies. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think the thought was, yeah, but what's he going to do about it? We can say what we want. We've got the money. And that was true until Richard Ur- uh, uh, Uline from mm-hmm. the Uline uh, shipping and, and, and packaging. Um, he kind of split from the establishment Republican money and went with his, and he always tended tends to the right wing. Um, he ended up giving just enough money for Bailey to kind of hang in there. And then for whatever reason, it's, it's clear the Democratic Governors Association um, prefers a race against Bailey, and they've certainly put a lot of money in against Irvin. So, uh, you know... It, it's, it's the strangest it, thing I've seen. It really is. Uh, what, what, what is it? The enemy of my enemy is my friend. Yeah. I I, guess. <laughs> so whenever you think of... And I guarantee Bailey versus Pritzker is going to be a bloodbath this, this fall. Um, and that's, I think, what their voters want. Right? Yeah, they're, they're yeah saying, I think so. I'm always, I'm always shocked, by, especially in the Chicago area and suburbs, People say like, "Oh, Darren Bailey," and like, you know, they they can't wait to run that race, and it's going to be no one all. And I'm like, "Well, nobody thought he'd win the primary." You know, It'd be careful what you wish for. The Dem- you know, a lot of Democrats <laughs> wanted Donald Trump in 2016 because they thought yeah. he'd be easier to beat. Yeah, and you know, uh, you you don't know, you know. And I, Darren Bailey actually had an interesting quote yesterday where he was going around and saying, "Well, let's see how electable I am by the end of the summer," and then he listed some of those issues: inflation, gas prices, shortages. Mm-hmm. You know, I think there will be an ad, uh, appetite for change, whatever it is, and we're the, we're the candidate for change, and that's certainly true. <laughs> he would run a different government uh, than Pritzker, for sure, good or bad. Yeah. All right, Scott Bennett, thanks for your time this morning. We appreciate it. All right, appreciate you guys having me on. All right, thank you, thank you sir.